0: Tonight, I want to talk to you about what to do if you don't get an instant manifestation. That's that's what usually throws people when uh, they pray and they believe God. You know, all through the Bible, it talks about, and Jesus touched them and their eyes were open. Instant healings. The woman with the issue of blood, you know, she felt in her body immediately, and received. But in other cases, like in John 4, 52, it talks about this nobleman's son, in other cases, said he began to amend from that very hour. Now, in uh, Mark 16, it said, Lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Recovery is a process, and a lot of times it won't be an instant manifestation. Especially where there's finances involved. Now when finances involved, you've got something working out there that's in a world system, a world currency. And God has to move on people. And you know, I know this to be a fact, that a lot of times when God moves on somebody, they don't obey God. Do You don't think that Abraham was the first one that God made that deal with, do you? It talks about even making that deal with his daddy. I know one time the Lord told me to send uh, Brother Ian Oakler $100. And I had had that $100 saved up. Then I had a $100 bill and I had it wadded up and it put in the corner of my billfold and nobody knew where it was but me. But God knew where it was and He asked me for my $100 and sent it to Ian Oakler in Africa. And I said, oh, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, man. I'm t- You know, a lot of times God will move on somebody and it may be even so slight, but it won't get off their mind until they make their mind up whether they're going to obey God or not. Now, if you'll make up your mind, I'm not going to do it. It'll leave. But if you make up your mind that you're going to do it, praise God, then it'll move on. But as long as it's on your mind, then God's dealing with it. You know, I know he told me to send that $100 to Brother Oakley. I hadn't been saved long. I'd been preaching about two or three months. Not long. I had that saved back for October. I was going to squirrel hunt on that. I was going to buy me a new camouflage suit and some number six shot. I'd already planned where I was going to hunt and everything else. Without knowing the Word of God, I thought God just going to take my $100 and that's the end of my $100 bill. I didn't know He'd bless you back. I didn't know that. See, now if you know the Word of God and God deals with you, then that's just you being stubborn. See, but I didn't know. You know, I was honest about it. And I give that $100, and that's what I did, give it, because I sure didn't get nothing in return because I wasn't believing for nothing. I sent him that. He said he's going to build a church after my name and all kind of stuff after that. But where it comes to healing or finances or anything like that, I've never received instant healing but one time in my life. I stuck something in my eyeball, a piece of steel in my eyeball one time. And it hurt me so bad I couldn't even pray. I hadn't been preaching all that long, maybe a year and a half, two years. That ain't very long to preach, and I'm telling you. And I didn't know much. I could preach. I could take one of Kenneth Hagin's sermons and write an outline down. And I could preach it, and I could beat him preaching, cause I'm a preacher. I could beat him preaching it. He's not a preacher; he's a teacher. But that don't mean I knew it. I've preached a lot of things. I thought, my God, I reckon that's true, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've even preached some things I've had to get up later and say, well, now I have need to correct that just a, you know, just a little bit, you know, about 360 degrees, you know. But one time I stuck a piece of steel in my eye, small piece, and it hurt me so bad, I'm telling you what, and I was tearing down some stuff and I was building a church in my store. And I'd stuck that piece of steel in my eye, and it was hurting me so bad, I didn't even pray. Old boy come by there, he really was Presbyterian. Now that's exactly what it was. he was. He's Presbyterian. He said something, and I was just as grouchy, oh, I was hurting so bad. You take a fellow in pain, he's a grouch. You know that? I'm telling you, it takes something for him to get over there and act in the love of God. He don't just automatically just, oh, he just hurting so bad, he's walking in love. I said something kind of sharp to him. He wanted to buy a piece of equipment I had, and you know, and he offered me something. I, you know, I didn't much want to fool with him in any way. He was real close, uh, tight. And uh, he was going to try to Jew me down, and I was already giving that junk away. And anyway, I said something kind of sharp to him. I Finally, I told him, I said, I, Man, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. He said, Have you prayed about that yet? Presbyterian. See, I'm full of gospel. I'm supposed to believe the whole gospel, believe all of it. See, he is Presbyterian, you know. God's chosen, frozen. You know, they're the first ones going into rapture. Do you know that? It said the dead in Christ shall rise first. So I know they're going, you know. But he told me that, and I apologized to him. And he run a little old business not far from where I had that store. Anyway, I prayed, and I was instantly healed. Bam, just like that. Bam. And, and I walked down there where his shop was and, and apologized again and told him I got my healing. He said, Hallelujah. Praise got Presbyterian. Said, Hallelujah. Praise God. So... What if you don't get an instant manifestation? What if you don't get your money in at the first of the month? Well, i got to pay this up the first of the month. What if it don't come in the first of the month? How many of you found out God don't pay up on the first and (laughs) 15th? Huh? How many of you found that out? Huh? See, let me tell you something. Days don't mean a lot to God. See, days don't mean a whole lot to God and dates and all that kind of stuff. Now, I'll tell you what, it means something to us and because it means something to us, that's the reason He's involved about it. That's the reason. Because God is love. God wants you blessed. So, what do I do? What do I do if I don't get an instant manifestation? I know that when I first started preaching and believing God. Little old church, didn't have many folks coming, and uh, they couldn't afford nothing. I mean, we were scrapping to pay $25 a month rent. And sometimes it's an $18 light bill. See, and I know them days is gone too, see. <laughs> but see, I would believe God. And I didn't even know enough then to take an offering. I wouldn't even take an offering. i put a can back there if you don't give anything. I don't care whether you do or not. That's just my attitude. And see, you got that kind of attitude. Ain't nobody wants to give you nothing. They don't care if you starve to death. You know, a little heavy anyway. You need to lose a few pounds, you know. And I had a can back there. And the Lord dealt with me about that. He told me I didn't know nothing about prosperity. Brother Copeland wasn't preaching a lot of that then. I believe God. I, I ain't taking up no offense. I'm going to believe God. Well, the Lord dealt with me, told me I was robbing the people. I didn't know Malachi three ten and 11. I didn't have no idea that was in the Bible. See, I didn't have any idea that was in the Bible. And every day, I live at Free Union. Any of y'all ever heard of Free Union. We got a little community down there on Strong Highway. And I'd set up on top of the hill at the church. And the mailman, I knew exactly what time he'd come by. He'd come by at 10.36 every day. He'd come by my mailbox and put me something in the mailbox. And I believe God. Everything's lovely. I got my bills paid and everything, you know. I'd done this for a long time. And God had been dealing with me about taking up offering. And this old Pentecost woman came to me and said, Now let me tell you something. I've been out your church a couple of times and you don't even take up an offering. You're robbing the people. I'm talking about she was oneness. They call herself oneless. They don't even know what they are. They said, we're oneless. No, they're two-less. That's what they are. they missing two of them. And she said, How do you take a salary? I said, I don't. And I said, I just believe God. She said, that ain't right. That's not right. That's not the way that God wants. Anyway, and I appreciated that. But I'd wait and every day I'd just wait on the mailman. He'd come out. You can't imagine where he'd send money from. He'd send people. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. And they'd say, I woke up this morning. God said, send you this money. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. I ain't taking up no offering. I got my own thing going. I can go to mailbox, praise God. I didn't know I was robbing the people. I had no idea. See, if you don't know, you don't know. I know the first day that mailman came by and he didn't stop at my mailbox and I started to run that sucker down and say, where are you going my money, fella? What do you mean not stopping at my mailbox? Amen. I'm believing God. See, God don't want you to establish any financial channels. He does not want you to establish your financial channel as of your job. He does not want you to establish a channel of your parents or anybody helping you out alone. He wants you to learn to believe Almighty God For his best, and that is, he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that meets our every need. Praise God. And guess what? That money dried up in that post office box. It got where there was no money in there. I sold tractors. I sold irrigation equipment. I sold all kind of equipment just to eat. I had four boys at the house. I've looked in the back end of them seats. I've took the seat out of the car looking in there finding change. i seen a commercial on TV and these old folks had some folks there and they were shaking them up and down and then and they shook them and then they finally they left. And boy, they glad they left. They pulled that out and got that change out from under the couch. I know right, that wasn't funny to me. You know, a lot of people look at and say, ain't that funny? That's peculiar. That wasn't funny to me. Let me tell you something, when you're scrapping to get a dollar to send kids to school, and my children never, never, never knew that I didn't have anything. All they ever heard me say, that was my God meets our every need. And I didn't care what it took, bless God, if it didn't come in, I'd sell my shotgun. I got down to nothing but a bean shooter one time. I didn't have nothing left. But God's restored that. Amen. Folks, has given me guns, everything else since then. So what do you do if you don't get an instant manifestation? You know, let me tell you this before I go any further. After I started taking up offerings, those people in the church got to being blessed and got to getting good jobs and getting that, and they got to being blessed, and I learned that by experience, not by the Word of God. I had to go hunt that up in the Word of God. I did not know that was in the Word of God. I ain't never heard but one original thought in my life, I don't guess. And I cast it down. But after I started obeying God, see, I told God, I said, after this thing didn't go to working like you, you said if I'd be willing and obedient, I'd eat the good of the land and drive the good and wear the good. I said, see to my britches is out, man. I'm telling you, it ain't working. And I know you got plenty. You said you're going to meet my needs according to your riches, not according to this. I told him if I'd be willing and obedient, I'd eat the good. I said, I've been willing and obedient. And he said, you've been willing, but you ain't been obedient. And he brought to my remembrance about what that Pentecostal lady, that one less Pentecost lady told me about uh, tithing. I looked up tithing in the Bible and I got over there to Malachi and it said, bring the tithe into the storehouse that there will always be meat in mine house. And I saw that and I understood I had to get before God and repent about that thing. And I'm sorry, Lord. It was ignorance. I didn't know any different. Praise God. See, he that knoweth to do good and doeth not to him hit sin. See, I didn't know any different. But I got that straightened up and bless God, I've been coming to the top ever since. So, what do I do if I don't get an instant manifestation of healing? If my money doesn't come in when it's supposed to. First of all, I check myself out. I check myself out. First place I check myself out is Big John 13, 34. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. I check it out right there. Let me tell you something. Do you know it ain't easy to walk in love all the time when folks mistreat you, when folks talk about you, when folks do you wrong and everything else? See, you can get all that in your head. You can get all that in your head and it don't make any difference. What difference does it make if you ain't prospering? It makes some difference. What difference does it make of what someone said about you? See, if you ain't had eight or ten real good lies told on you, you ain't doing nothing to Jesus. Do you know that? If you ain't had eight or ten good ones, I ain't talking about them little play lies, them little white lies. I'm talking about them good lies. One of the board members here at the church, when we first started, his mama told folks, I was meeting women behind the church down here. <laughs> Man, I'm struggling trying to stay alive and trying to preach a little something. Have to study 20 hours a day just to get one little 30-minute sermon. Man, I didn't have time. and wasn't going to do it anyway. Amen. When I got saved, when I met Jesus Christ, all that stuff fell to the wayside. Hallelujah. All that old stuff that I'd done, bless God. You know, a lot of folks had trouble smoking cigarettes. It never bothered me one bit. Never bothered me a bit. I remember the day after I got saved. I breathed and I said, my God, i got lungs. Hallelujah, ain't that nice. I smoked so many cigarettes, you know, be drinking and smoking. I'd have eight or ten lit at one time, you know. A lot of days I'd run through a carton of cigarettes. Now, I know I couldn't have smoked a carton of cigarettes a day. But I'd be drinking. I guess I was lighting them and setting them down and I'd run out and run out and run out. I know folks has had to fight them things tooth and toenail well it didn't bother me none i mean thank god i mean i didn't want any more. i didn't want more. but you know i had problem with my temper i know folks got saved just as mean as an old junkyard dog and got saved and just totally totally changed didn't have a bit of problem with their temper you know that used to just cook me i just getting mad about it. Bless God, how come they got delivered? They just be the happiest folks in the world. Praise God. Ain't it lovely sucking on one of them desert mules, you know, on them camels, you know. You know hallelujah. And this wasn't getting nothing bothered. And I'd just blow up about anything. I'd look in the mirror in my head up there. I'd be so mad. He'd say, You think I'm joking? <laughs> I ain't playing about that. But some people have different problems. Well, when that problem persists, then we need to get something done about it. Hallelujah. I've been saved since 1976, July the 10th at 9.30 on a Wednesday morning. Ain't missed church not a day since I've been saved. Not a day. I went to church that night after I got saved. I went to Sam Shepson's church. I knew Sam. I liked Sam i dog him so bad when he come in my store For I got saved, he told me after I got saved, said, you know, I done quit trading with you, you done embarrass me so bad. You know, I'd call folks up, ask them different questions. I didn't know nothing about the Bible. I'd ask him questions, I'd get on the microphone. I had a microphone in my store. And I'd say, hey, Sam, how you doing? Hey, Buzz, you know, i say, I wanted to ask you something. How come Noah named an elephant an elephant? because he looked like an elephant, ha ha, 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 and I'd laugh, you know. And it just, he'd turn red as a beet. He didn't understand all that. And come to find out, no, didn't name none of them anyway. It was Adam, you know. He didn't want to even fool with me enough to do that. He said, you know, I done quit trading. He said, I done got where when I pass your store. I would turn my head. Well, I wouldn't even have to look at you. <laughs> but the night I got saved, see, the night that I got saved, I mean, the morning that I got saved, I went to church that night. He preached a while. In a minute he stopped. He said, what you doing in church? I said, Sam, I got saved this morning. And he jumped up and down and hugged my neck and I thought he was going to bite one of my ears off and everything else. Bless God, he was happy. Presbyterian now. I'm talking, we stood in the middle of the aisle and he's jumping up and down and I'm jumping up and down and we're squalling. Do you understand that? Something happened. And it fired him up. I'm telling you what, right now, that old man could preach the gospel. Hallelujah. So, what do you do if you don't get an instant manifestation? Let's see if we can get into this Uh, or quit one of the two. (laughs) Ephesians 4.27 said, Neither give place to the devil. Now let me read you a translation or two. Amplified said, Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. Do you know He cannot take a place? He cannot just put something on you. I don't care. The curse has been handled by the Lord Jesus Christ. See, the curse has been handled. Curse means sin, sickness, disease, poverty, failure, every single thing. That's under the curse. The curse cannot come on you. It has no right. Satan cannot just put something on you. Now, if you don't know that, he can Ignorance is the biggest failure in the body of Christ. Ignorance, just not knowing. Kind of like I talked about tithing and all that when I first started. Well, just ignorance. You just didn't know any different. Looking at the mailbox. Man, the money's coming in the mail. I know one time I got money from Alaska. Alaska. Springtime in Alaska. Hallelujah. But if you don't know, you don't know. And ignorance, Satan takes advantage of people That does not know. He takes advantage. Then he keeps someone under condemnation about the deal. He tries to keep them under condemnation because they fail. Maybe they didn't receive. You know, maybe they have thoughts in their head that's wrong. Then he tries to imply you thought it up on your own. He put the thought there. See? Praise God. New English Bible said, Leave no loophole for the devil. Don't leave him on. That don't mean you got to sit around and worry about, oh, did I miss it? Bless God if you missed it, God will tell you. Juan's translation of Ephesians 4.27 said, Don't let anger be carried to the point of sin by nursing it all day. It's when you're in a sulky frame of mind that the devil has his greatest opportunity. That's a good translation, isn't it? C.W. One. Don't let anger be carried to the point of sin. Be angry and sin not. I like someone with a temper. I like someone that'll get angry. Fella don't get mad or don't ever get... He ain't got no emotions. Praise God. You know, you need to get mad every now and then about the devil. You need to get mad about what he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy. You need to get mad about that and know that that enemy, bless God, is under our foot and he's not going to stay there unless you keep him there. So you examine yourself. Have I given place? Have I given Him a place? He can't take one. Have I given Him one? Have I walked in love? See, first thing to do is check out the love walk. See, Romans 5.5 said, The love of God shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. One translation said, You have received a love transfusion. Man, we done rolled that sleeve up and took a shot of that love of Almighty God. It's in us, but we got to act on it. more you act on it, the easier it becomes. You know, I'm just about like, you know, a little cuddly bear now. I'm so lovely. Better not laugh too loud on that either. I'll get angry. So, I go before God. Big John 14, 26. said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in My name, He'll teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance Whatsoever I have said unto you. So if you've done something wrong, He'll bring it to your remembrance. You ever had the Lord to bring to your remembrance something you should have said or something that you did say? Huh? That you said something out of love. Amen. Amen. You know, a brother offended is hard to recover. You know, a fellow get his feelings hurt. I don't like my feelings hurt. No more than you do. I think sometimes people order books how to offend folks. Now I'm preaching real good, kind of throwing a little pastoral work in here. Now, I check myself out. Now, if I'm not receiving like ought to, I check myself out. Amen. Am I walking in love? And am I depending on the God of love? Am I dependent on the God that's in love with me? He don't just love me. God is love. God love it. Poor little thing. Yes, everything. No, God's in love with us. The word agape means in love. He's in love. In love. He can't help it. He's got to help you. He wants to help you. All He wants you to do is just trust Him. See, when you understand that God loves you and He's in love with you, and you begin to praise and worship and thank Him, hallelujah, that fuels His fire. That lights a fire under Him. So I check myself out. Am I walking in love? Am I depending on the God that is love? The God that's in love with me. I check myself out and depend on God to bring it to my remembrance. And then you got 1 John 1, 1.9. Confess your faults. He's faithful just to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Forgive you and cleanse you totally, 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 totally. Then, when I confess that, I walk off and leave that. I press on towards the mark. I forget those things which are behind. I've got to do that. I don't let Satan or nobody else bring them to my attention. Well, you've failed 40 times. I don't care if I fail 50 times, bless God, long as you get up. Don't quit. Get up. Get up. Don't ever give up on it. Our God is El Shaddai, the great God, the all-sufficient One, the breasty One, the One that's more than enough no matter what, and He's living on the inside of you and He will not let you fail if you'll trust in Him. He will not. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. So I call on my God. Then he said in John 10, 4, he said, My sheep know my voice. See, if you are having a hard time hearing, see, we're talking about what if I don't get an instant manifestation? What if my money don't come in when it's supposed to? What if that rebellious child, what if it looks like he's getting worse instead of better? What if all these? If it don't happen in a reasonable length of time, I go before God about it. He said, My sheep know my voice. Now if I don't hear the voice of God in a reasonable length of time then I fast. That don't change God and it don't make His voice louder or none of that but it changes me and makes me sensitive to the voice of God. Sometimes you might have to fast two or three days. I know Kenneth Hagin said he's never fasted over over three days in his life. And he got a book in there about fast. He uh Believes that nobody ought to fa- have to fast over two or three days. That's what he believed. Well, I've had God tell me to fast ten days, and I've thought about that a lot. Why do I have to fast ten days? I like groceries. How come i got to fast ten days and he gets off on three? Huh? You ever thought like that? Ain't no use to me telling a no lie to God. Yeah, how come? He told me one time, said, I want you to pray ten hours a day, and fast 30 days. Now the fasting wasn't nothing. But I prayed in 10 hours a day. It wasn't no way I could get to the right position to pray 10 hours a day. I was praying in the Holy Ghost. I'd start at 3 o'clock in the morning sometime, and I'd start at 12 o'clock. I started all day and night. I never did find the right niche to pray in. I never hit the fire one time. I prayed, I'm telling you, both ends of my tongue like come off. How come I got to do that and he gets off on three days? You know. He never did answer me. In other words, it wasn't none of my business. But I know. He heard the voice of God easier than I did. I'll tell you what the story is. I know why. I may not be a rocket scientist, but bless God, I can figure out the voice of God. Anytime I don't hear the voice of God on a regular basis, I start fasting. I start fasting. Because I, I want to hear His voice every, every, every single day. It is decisions that has to be made about people. You know, if we had 10,000 people here, it wouldn't make any difference. we got 50 or 10,000, you still got to hear the same voice of God. It takes the same amount of money to run for 1,000. It does for 100. You have to hear from God. So, if you're having a hard time hearing, He said, my sheep know my boy. If I'm having a hard time, I start fasting. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. I fasted last week. I had some things I needed to hear from God about, especially about preaching out and doing some things. I prayed and I fasted about some of that. And what do you want me to do about it? I'll do it. I'll humble myself. Whatever you want to do, praise God. He told me He wanted me to stay right here. I said, I don't care if you want me to stay here. I'll move to Little Rabbit Australia. You know, we get invitations all the time. Go all over the world. I read you something from that fellow from Australia the other day. They've been wanting us to come down there. I'd rather send somebody else. Hallelujah. I said, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you some material. I sent them our preaching tapes. I sent them stuff like that. He took them paper dolls into Burma the other day. Hallelujah. I'd rather be sitting here sending stuff out. That's me. We teach stuff a little bit different and we find out some truths about who you are. And I know Satan fights at tooth and toenail. Let me tell you something. If you ever find out that Jesus Christ is alive and lives on the inside of you, I'm telling you right now, it's going to change you eight ways from Sunday. Now I'm telling you right now when a problem comes up it does not matter if I get an instant healing or how long I'm going to stand. How come? Because I've got the God kind of faith. The kind that built the world and that kind of faith will never lose. It will never lose. It will come to pass. James the first chapter 1 through 5 I've got listed here uh, uh, Philip's translation said in the process any of you don't know how to meet a particular problem, he has only to ask God who gives generously to all men without making them feel foolish or guilty. And we may be quite certain that the necessary wisdom will be given us. Hallelujah. That's Phillips' translation. Another translation, street letters. If you don't know what to do about a problem, ask our Father. That's simple enough. He said He'll give it to us, King James, liberally and upbraideth us not. Or doesn't eat you out because you had to ask for it. We're workers together. We're laborers together. See, let me tell you something. I was listening to a couple of preachers on TV at 6.30 this morning. They was talking about how God's coming back for a glorious church. One without spot and one without wrinkle. And they said nobody's ever walked this earth without spot. Nobody's ever walked this earth without a wrinkle except the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you something, folks. Let me tell you something. God has already made you without spot and without wrinkle. This thing is all Jesus' is doing. He's coming back for a glorious church and you've already been glorified. I can read over there and say, Them He called, He also justified. Them He justified, them He also glorified. He's already made you the glorious church. See, it's a problem with the head, not the heart. Bless God, when a fellow finds out these truths, see his faith will arise to a point, it does not make any difference if I get it now or when I've got it now. Whatsoever things I desire when I pray, believe I receive them, then you'll have them. Well, bless God, I find out what God said belongs to me and it's mine. That's the end of it. It's mine. Well, how come I ain't getting it? Well, If I ain't getting it in a reasonable length of time, then I start checking myself out. I've missed it somewhere. How? Faith works by love. Faith works by love. You know, a lot of times, if you're not walking in love, there'll be something right there dogging your track all the time (laughs) about this thing. Maybe you've been mad at your wife or your husband or children or something. See? He said, cast all of it over on him. He'll handle it. So, just because a fella has a problem in receiving does not mean that every time that he's missed God. See, especially where finance is concerned. Because the simple reason is this, you've got a system out there, a world system of sin, sickness, disease, poverty, all that. You've got a system out there that Satan sets up. Now we're operating in the kingdom of God. We've got kingdom principles, and we're imposing these kingdom principles on the world system. You understand that? And a lot of times the world system don't like to give up like they're supposed to. Do you know that? He said the wealth of sinners is going to be laid up for the just. Well, bless God, I had not seen many sinners. One or two that's brought some money. Amen? I know one time I was believing God for some money and a fellow in the whiskey store brought me $35. I didn't tell him now, I'll tell you. This money is tainted. No? You carried to the bank and he didn't know whether it come from the wine shop or the church. didn't make no difference. Praise God. Same amount, same money. Hallelujah. You know what? That fellow gave me that $35 and he said, I don't know why. I said, I was thinking about you today. And I said, uh, I brought this to you. You know that fellow got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. He sold half pints out, out his whiskey store, Mr. Warren's Whiskey Store up there. Sold whiskey out the for two or three months. Someone said, well, he ain't saved. He don't know no better. He's gotta make a living. Now what if I told him now, you gotta sell this, get out of this? And he went flat busted and he'd be cussing God next. See? No, he sold the thing, got half a hundred, he's got another business here in town right now, and God's blessed him. So we know it's a system out there called sin, sickness, disease, John 10, 10, the thief coming not but for to kill, steal, destroy. He wants to destroy it. He comes to do that. Jesus said, I am come, the great I am has come, that you might have life and have it in overflow and abundance. The abundant life, the life in the nature of God. Light will expel darkness. The light you have in you, the life you have in you is greater than he that's in the world, praise God. Be angry and sin not. You need to get angry at the devil. Get angry at this thing. Hallelujah. Have some emotional about it. And then I resist you in the name of Jesus. Well, you better go on to the house and get you a dip of snuff or something. See, I check myself out. Second thing, have I applied the Word of Almighty God? Have I applied the Word of God to the situation? You know, Psalms 119, 130, He said, The entrance of Thy Word giveth light. Go back and check up on the Word. See, a lot of people want to just, I'm just going to believe God. Check up on the Word before. Get the Word on the situation. Meditate on it. Think on it. Praise back. Go back to the Word before you pray. Before you exercise your faith. Get the Word on it. See, you know, I preached the other day, I confess what I possess. I can't just make a confession, just run around confessing something. I got three Cadillacs, I got 40 oil wells, I got... No, bless God, find out what you belongs to you that Jesus said is yours. Find out what you possess, it's already here. When you find it in the Word of God, it's not a promise, it is a fact. Now, Jesus is raised from the dead. He went into the heavenly holy of holies, sprinkled His blood on the mercy seat. God accepted the total new covenant. It's yours. It's yours. It's blood bought, blood washed, blood paid for. It's yours. That blood speaketh better things than able. It cries out, when I missed it, I got mercy. It cries out, when I don't receive, I've still got mercy. When I failed, it looks like I've done wrong. But bless God, God's got mercy, not justice and not revenge. Praise the name of the Lord. So, I go back to the Word. Find out if I'm not receiving like I think I should. You know, if you start out the Little Rock and you wasn't there in a couple of weeks, you'd figure you're somewhere over around Eudora or something, wouldn't you? I guess you'd figure that. A lot of folks just keep driving around. Where are you going, Little Rock? Oh, you're going to get there. You got a map? No, I don't need one. See, that's the map. There it is. There it is. That's what God said's ours. So I go back to the Word before I pray. A lot of times, when I go back to the Word, I have to repent. Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't exercise my faith as I should. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. And He quickly forgives me. Praise God. Why? Because it's blood already speaking right there coming up in His nostrils, the blood of Jesus. The aroma of that blood comes up in His face Daily. 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 I've had folks tell me, well, Brother Sullivan, I know the Word. I know it. It's all right. I know the Word too. But I go back to the Word first before I pray. If you had not got it in a reasonable length of time, spend you another day. Spend you one more day and go back to the Word. If all possible, meditate on the Word of God. Think on it. Think on it. Himself. Himself took my infirmities. Himself took them. If He took them, I don't have to take them. I stand on it. I say, how long do you stand? I stand till hell freezes over 20 foot deep. Why would I get off of the Word of God? Huh? Find the Word of God and stay on it. You know, He said, My son, attend to my words, incline the knee to my sin. Let them not depart from your eyes. Their health to them to find, life in them to find, and health to all their flesh. Health to all their flesh. Praise God. Praise God. I go back and check out. I check out such things. Psalms 1. One through three, you know. You can't run around with sinners all day long and expect to get something. Hallelujah. You can't talk worldly stuff all the time. Sometimes you're going to have to pull yourself aside. You're going to have to get someone that knows the Word of God and you and them going to have to talk the Word of God. You can't talk the problem all the day long. You can't think on that all the day long. You can't look at the situation all the time. You can't do it. He said, attend to my Word. Why? Because the Word will change what you're seeing. You know, if I say mule, you don't see a racehorse. You see that Word. If I say sickness, you see sickness. You see someone sick. If I say healing, you see someone healed. You start saying it and it will rest on your sin. And you can have what you see. Amen. You begin to see that. See yourself just like the Word of God. Walk not in the accounts of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You can't run around scorning folks. I don't care if they've mistreated you. I don't care if they've cheated you. I don't care. What difference does it make? God said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Let God handle that. Hallelujah, don't ever get mad at somebody. Yeah, that's the worst thing. You know, when I get mad, it does something to me physically. It makes me sick in some kind of way. And then I've got to repent. And do you know, it don't just automatically turn around. You've got to take time to build it back over. Why? Because you know you the one done it. You know you done it. You caused it. Oh, Satan put that. Satan, if he put on one-tenth of the things on people that they claim he does, he would be something. See? Jesus told them under the old covenant. He said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing, nothing that God does will hurt you. I don't give you authority over them. Nothing, even them. See? He's not the one stealing, robbing, it, or not us. He has no right where we're concerned. See, we've been redeemed from the curse, all that curse. Uh, uh, turn over to Genesis, the 39th chapter. I don't know why I wanted to read that tonight. It's about Joseph. That guy had a good attitude. Now, I'll tell you on the front. You could, you could call that fellow anything, he wouldn't get mad at you. You call him honky. Hey, honky. You can call him. You know, I don't like folks calling me that. I don't like it. I used to just swell up about it. But I learned not to swell. <laughs> Amen? It's names a lot of folks don't like to be called. You know, my name's Buzzy. I don't like nobody calling me Fuzzy. I don't like it. Fuzzy Wuzzy had no hair. I know my hair is thin. I don't, I don't like all that. You know, I don't watch, I'll swell on that. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm thinking about getting me a hair transplant or a wig or something now. You know, I've seen two or three come down to your shoulders there, you know, look like one of them Jesus wigs. Hallelujah. If I'd lose a little weight and grow about four inches taller, I might look like them. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you find Genesis 39? First verse. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. Now this old boy's a slave. He's been sold. He got a good attitude though. The Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man. He's a prosperous man. You know, when I read that, I, I heard something said, John Wayne said uh, in that big Jake, he said, You must think I'm a dangerous man. I read that and he said, You must be a prosperous man. That's what I thought of. Hallelujah. You're a prosperous man. How come you're prosperous? You want to be sold and have to say yes or no to some other human being? Bow down to some other human being? You want to do that? No, I don't. No human ought to have to do that. But he did. He kept a good attitude. And he went from being a slave to the prime minister's office in Egypt. The highest office in the land. Hallelujah. Because a good attitude. The Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master the Egyptian and the master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. I don't care what jail you in or what nothing else. Bless God. If you'll depend on God and keep your right attitude and walk in the love of God, I'm telling you whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them. Hallelujah. And you shall have them. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Over in the 11th chapter of Deuteronomy, he said, take this Word of God, nail it on your doorpost. He said, nail it on your icebox. That's where most folks go by the most. Praise God. Hallelujah, all hours of the night. Nail it on your doorpost. He said, put it like frontlets between your eyes. You ever seen a horse? horse race, they put them frontlets on them and they can't see nothing but the finish line. They're not looking at that horse running beside them. They're not looking at old neck bone over him and old cabbage by head and here comes bubble gum sticking to the rail. We ain't looking at nothing but right down the road. Hallelujah. He's looking at the finish line. That's what he said. Put this word like a finish line. It is our final answer. Most of us look around looking around and there come the winner. And the winner is Beetlebum. And Beetlebum has done one. And Beelzebub is clapping. So, make the word the way of life. Make the word the way of life. When you know you're in faith, when you know you're believing, it's when you stop asking questions. How come it's taking so long? Why this? Why that? The third thing, I just had three little old simple steps there. third thing is, am I giving God the glory for the victory? Before the walls fall. Before the walls fall. Before the walls fall down. You know, James 1-2 said, Count it all joy when you fall into problems. When trials come, problems, financial trouble, and sickness, hard places. When you get in a hard time, When you get in the hard times, that's when you go to praise God. When it's hard, I'm telling you when it's hard. He said everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. You know, Paul and Silas got in jail over there at Philippi and it said at midnight, 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 the darkest hour. I'm telling you their backs are bleeding, their feet and hands in stockade. It said at midnight, at midnight, they prayed and. He got Ann in there. Come here, Ann. What you gonna do? I'm gonna tune you up. Doodle, 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 doodle. They prayed and sang praises unto God. Said the prisoners hurt him. Say, prisoners hurt him. Prisoners hurt When you believe in God, you don't care who hears you. I don't make no difference. Won't you shut your mouth? I don't believe I'll shut my mouth. I don't believe I will. I'm not looking for beetle bum to win. Midnight, midnight. Said, and the prisoners hurt him, but somebody else hurt him. Almighty God, call unto me and I will answer you. You know, it talked about Abraham over there. Said he was fully persuaded, fully persuaded that what he believed would come to pass. He said, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, neither deadness of his wound. Staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. You want to stay strong in faith? So check yourself out. Them, that's three little simple points. It ain't no big deal. If it's hard, it ain't God. If it's hard to get, it's something wrong. Was it hard for you to get saved? You know, if Satan could stop anything, he'd stop you from getting saved. He can't do that. So, three simple things. Check yourself out. Check yourself out on the love of God. Check yourself out. Am I confessing what already belongs to me? I check myself out to the Word of God. And then I thank God before the walls fall. Amen. Well, glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know when I've been any better.